Jesus, Jesus, the bright morning star, the savior of the world. <laughs> That's really the title of our teaching today, bright morning star, the hope of the world. I want to let you know about a resource that we have. It's one of my books. It's called Celebration. And on the front of this book, you'll see that very star, that bright morning star. It's a banner. Many years ago, the Lord gave me a, a revelation Jesus is the Word made flesh, made visible so that we can see Him. That's why He came to the earth. He came to be the God-man. Uh, and so He was made visible. So the Lord started giving me as a prophet visions from Scripture. And I began to put these, these visions in, um, in banners. I began to use. And the Lord gave me a revelation of the splendor and the brilliance and the majesty and the glory that visually is the Lord. And so I began to choose materials so that we could portray in these pictures of Scripture, which the banners are, um, the glory of the Lord and the majesty of the Lord. So I invite you to get celebration. You can order it from Amazon. You can order it from my website. But we celebrate this bright morning star today. So what is a star? Well, we think of the star sometimes as a certain shape of felt, <laughs> used to use felt, placed on a craft project. At Christmas time, it's the star on the top of the tree. Well, I grew up in a, in a very small town in Louisiana. I was pretty much born on the front pew of the church. And, um, and so at Christmas time, we, we made magic there. We didn't have a lot of outside stuff, and we made magic. So our, our church was, was actually going to make a wooden frame. We, the men came and built this wooden frame. And, and so we were going to have a living Christmas tree with all 15 of our choir <laughs> or whatever it was. And at the very top of the tree was going to be a star. And so the angel, they decided, was going to sit on the top as the star. And, of course, all the little girls wanted to be the angel, and I wanted to be an angel. And I didn't have very many friends, but one of my friends had blonde hair and green eyes and dimples, and I thought she was the most beautiful girl that ever was and, and uh, that certainly I'd ever seen. And so I wanted to be the, the star, and they chose her. And I said, well, why, do you, why did you choose her? And they said, well, because angels have blonde hair. They don't have dark hair. <laughs> so I've carried that around my whole life, that great rejection. <laughs> but the angel at the top of the tree, uh, we, we, we think of it as, as the star. So even in the night sky, you know, we see the stars and they twinkle and, and poetry immortalizes that, that beauty. I saw it in Africa one time where there was no uh, natural light and it was just magnificent. But in reality, even one of those stars is unimaginable heat and motion and even rotation and speed. And of course, a star, a real star, is light. The luminosity of a star, the, Bible, the, uh, the dictionaries tell us, is the amount of light and other forms of radiant energy 
that it radiates per unit of time. So it has units of power and radiation and nuclear energy, unimaginable power. It has a great immensity in size and mass. And it's visible to us even though it's, a, it's an unthinkable, un, we don't have any idea the, the uh, distance from where we are. So as, as, a, as a reality then, a star is a mystery. It's, it's untouchable, it's unfeelable and unknowable, but it's really beautiful. So in astronomy, the bright morning star, or just they call it the morning star, is most commonly used to refer to the planet Venus as it rises in the east. So before dawn, before the rising of the sun, First, there is a rising of what we call in the earth the morning star. It's a pointer to the day that's coming. It rises before the sun and the day that's about to unfold. And so outside of the sun and the moon, Venus is the brightest object in the night sky. The morning star is the brightest object in the night sky. So because of the new day, the significance of the morning star speaks of hope. The hope in the spiritual, it speaks of the sure and confident hope that the scriptures tell us of the dawn of a coming new day. So Jesus, in Revelation twenty-two sixteen, he identifies himself. Jesus, of course, is the Messiah. We have a banner that portrays this. Jesus is the Messiah, the bright morning star, the hope of the world. And in Revelation, just keep that there if you would for a moment. Um, in Revelation 22:16, he says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. So it was prophesied way before anyone had any idea of, an, of a Messiah and a coming king. So Numbers 24, let's look at that scripture. Numbers 24, verses 16 through 17, the oracle of one who hears the words of God, this was a prophet, <laughs> letting everybody know he really is a prophet, who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, and falls prostrate, and whose eyes are opened. So the prophet saw something that, caused, that was so powerful that it caused him to fall. And he said, I see him, but not now. So in other words, not yet. I behold him, but he's not near, not yet. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise up out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab and the skulls of all the sons of Sheth, so that he will crush the enemies of the Most High God. So even this prophecy begins to speak, and even the prophet had the experience in that day of great unimaginable power. He was the coming king of the Jews, the, the magi, the wise men said. So in Matthew 2, verse 1, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, now Herod was the king, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews. For we've seen his star, the bright star, in the east at its rising. They saw it when it rose. It rose as it always did, but they saw something in the spiritual because they were 
wise men. <laughs> and they came to worship him. So if they saw a physical star, then it was an earthly sign magnified of the great supernatural power star to come to earth. Now, there was already a, quote, king of the Jews. There was a dark and cruel streak in this man Herod that showed itself increasingly as he got older. So his mental instability, uh, there was intrigue and deception all around in his own family. He was evidently in great pain and mental and physical disorder. He played with his family, uh, finally disinherited and killed his own firstborn. Now this is so prophetic. He altered his will three times. He murdered many of his members of his own family and carried out other horrific acts of torture and death and, and, and the slaying shortly before his death, this is later, of all the infants in Bethlehem. So he was the embodiment. Herod, king of the Jews, was the embodiment of evil. He was a murderous, wicked spirit of death, and he was on a mission to stop life bursting into the earth. I mean, he, he, he's the one that had his daughter ask for the head of John the Baptist, uh, who was the forerunner of Jesus Christ, um, Herodias, Herodias' daughter. So, so, but here we have the Magi. And if you'll see the banner uh, of the three, these three, they're called three kings. We've, it's all been tradition, the three kings. But they came, this banner says, let us celebrate the Lord. They came to, and brought gifts to celebrate him. But why did they do this? They were following the star and they came to Herod. And they asked Herod, the king of the Jews, where can we find the king of the Jews? Now, don't you think that's unusual? So they came to Herod, and they asked him where they could find the king of the Jews, the newborn king of the Jews. And so Matthew goes on to tell us that Herod was frightened and all of Jerusalem. Now, why? Well, Herod was frightened because his successor <laughs> seemed to be bursting into the world, and he's a murderer. So, you know, he's going to kill anybody that gets close to his throne and the, the, the political, crazy political situation in, in, in Israel at that time had all of Israel stirred up and, you know, as the head goes the body. So then they had all this, this, this uh, terror and horror uh, and murder going on with this crazy conflict already between light and darkness. That's what it was, the conflict between light and darkness. So this was a murderous antichrist spirit of death that was trying to wipe out the coming king even before he came with John the Baptist. So look at this banner, glory to God in the highest. We, however, we join in the glory and the true power of the earth as we glorify God becoming flesh, transcendent majesty, the angels herald him. There was a blowing of the trumpet in Revelation where the Lord said, I have sent my angel. He sent angels. He sent prophets to trumpet. The trumpet is symbolic of that word of God trumpeting forth. Glory to God in the highest 
and on earth peace and goodwill. He brought goodness and peace. The Holy One who existed in the form of God, He set His, his kingship aside to bring salvation to the earth. So the angels are crying and, and the shepherds are proclaiming it and, and the manger, you know, the, the, the baby comes and so the true king of the Jews burst into the world and all of the stars in the heavens rejoiced at his birth while the earth's wicked sought to kill him. It's still the same today. The Antichrist spirit is seeking to kill the life and the hope of the world. So in Revelation 22:16, we continue, we read part of this. The invitation of love comes from Jesus the King. Herod the King tried to kill everybody. Jesus the King brought life to every man. And he says, I have come to testify. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who wishes to take the water of life without cost, come. This is the cry of the great king of the Jews, the Messiah, the savior of the world. His great love is always saying, come. And so right now we see the time, and we see that the time is still dark. We see that the, the time is still the world. You know, there's a book many years ago written called This Present Darkness. There is still darkness. But Romans 13, 11 says, Knowing the time, for the, for the hour is already for you to awake from sleep. Therefore, salvation is nearer to us than we believed. The night is almost gone, and the day star has risen. For the day is near, so let's lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. So this great bright morning star brings to the earth the armor of light. So as we celebrate his birth, as we celebrate the fact which we should do every day of our lives, that he's alive and shining still, we must answer this invitation to come to drink and that this bright morning star comes into our hearts. So when he comes into our hearts, then a new day has arisen in our hearts. Second Peter 1.16 tells us about that. that the, they're testifying in this scripture of the power of the coming of Jesus and that they were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And so they say we have the word of the prophets even more certain and you will do well to pay attention to the light shining in a dark place and the day dawning and the morning star rising in your hearts. The morning star, when it rises in our hearts, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, it brings great revelation. And revelation that things will be put back into place. That's what Jesus came to do, to put back into place what got all messed up in the beginning. And so in the end of, of, of the New Testament, it speaks of Jesus, the Son of Righteousness, who comes with healing in His wings. So... Malachi 4.2 prophesies that. 
But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out fat with the anointing. Like calves let out of the stall. They're full of joy. They're out of prison. Woo! They jump and they leap and they, 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 they're out of prison. So they're, they're full of joy. So let's see that bright morning star banner again. Let's show that again. Show that, that star shining brightly again. And then shortly after that, shortly after this, look at that. See the rays that go out, 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 out. Those are eternal rays because it's eternal brightness. The Messiah is an eternal brightness that never fades. It's a star that doesn't fade when the natural sun rises up. And then the next star, let's look at it. The bright morning star came into the world. And the shepherds, you know, all the power and the mystery was transformed into the world. But this next banner will show you that scripture. He came, but, but the shepherds weren't worshiping a baby. Look at the angels in the, in the night sky. And look at the earth and the folds of the earth. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. The bright morning star comes, but he's a Savior. He's bursting into the world as the salvation of man, the grace of the Almighty, all the mystery of God, all the power of God, all the wisdom of God, glory burst into the earth and was celebrated by these angels in an incomprehensible display of love. There's a song, Mary, did you know that this little baby that you hold in your arms is the great I am, the Savior and the hope of the world, the bright morning star. So this incredible power and shining light Isaiah 16, 20 tells us it's a sign and a witness because they'll cry to God for their oppressors and He will send them a Savior and a mighty one and He will deliver them. So if you're oppressed, if you're in oppressing circumstances, cry out to the Lord and He will save you. He will deliver you. Shout glory to God with the angels. That word Savior is from the Hebrew Yasha and it means to be open, to be wide, to be free, to be safe. That, that Hebrew word means to be safe. In His presence, He has come to a lost world in His presence to make a way for the oppressed to be safe. You can be safe. A way was made in Jesus before a way was, made, was needed. God, the, the Father, the Great Father, He had this plan in place. And humanity tied themselves into a knot of disobedience and rebellion and evil, but God had a Savior ready and willing according to divine plan to hasten to the rescue. A Redeemer has come, our Savior. So God grant us the revelation to comprehend and avail ourselves of this Savior. He's mighty to save. So when our faith rises to meet His might, 
nothing on this planet and beyond can stand against us. <laughs> why do we fret and why do the nations rage when the Lord is our Savior? We were in intercession uh, in the last month, massive intercession, and the Lord spoke to me so clearly. We were praying in the Spirit, and the Lord spoke to me so clearly, and He said, why does it disturb you so much? Why are you afraid when the devil and his demons are mad? And I went, well, yeah. <laughs> when you see things that are happening, we're not warring against flesh and blood. We're warring against principalities and powers of darkness in wicked places. And even though people are acting wickedly, you know, when they're acting wickedly, they're being driven by the powers of darkness. And a Savior came just for that purpose. <laughs> so we don't have to be afraid when the devil's mad. We should rejoice when the devil's mad because the Savior gave us authority over all the powers of the wicked one. So he came. And he said, Romans 8, 38, tells us, I am persuaded beyond doubt... I am sure that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, nor things coming or threatening or powers or height or depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, our Savior, our bright morning star. He came from outside time but he moved through time and he used time. He caused time to be alive and serve him. Time was created by God night and day, but death then captured time and tried to make it a curse instead of a blessing. Day and night, but outside our earth there is, outside our earth there is no earth time. So he came where he wasn't bound. He is the bright and morning star. He is eternal. He is the hope. He was and He is and He is to come. He came and He comes again. He lives in our heart, our knowledge of, and of, of Him and our experience of Him. When we know Him, and you need to know Him, you need to know Him more and more, the experience of Him increases from glory to glory. The morning star gives us fullness, more fullness. He gave us a promise. He said, the, the, the church, I'll give you the morning star. Well, he has come. And so that, that morning star gives us full realization of hope. That's revelation. It gives us full illumination and full transformation. He speaks of hope of the new day. And so we put him at home. The Bible says his resting place. There's a song I love. So arise to your rest and be blessed by our praise, for we glory in your embrace. He gives us full revelation of that hope. He gives us full illumination because he's the, the radiation, the energy, the power of God. Shining, 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 and nothing can put it out. So he illuminates our, our feet by word. He's the word made flesh. Thy word is a light to our path. So when he's in our hearts, we have full light. It's not a flickering candle. <laughs> it's not a light that goes out. We have full transformation. So we want to see this, this, this banner that 
shows Jesus in purple, the king. That purple is symbolic of the king. And you look at the top right above the J, there is a star, a a signal of the star. And he's our savior. And what is coming, and just leave that there for a while, what is coming will not only cause the angels to sing once more, but all of creation to rejoice. Every tree in the field will clap their hands. The groaning of creation will be replaced with rejoicing. And as we have seen, the rising of the morning star will have a profound effect on us as believers. And so we change in order to become more and more like this Jesus whom we serve. And while you look at that banner, I just want to read you a poem that the Lord gave me. O sweet mystery, O divine love, who stooped to bring grace and light upon the undeserving and indifferent world. O incomprehensible splendor that is not found in the human condition. O inexpressible beauty, visible and manifested to the sight of the blind, uncaring masses. O miraculous power that loves the unlovely and heals the filth of carnality and sin. O living peace freely bestowed on the storm-tossed nations of chaos. O beloved one who loves a reluctant and fearful bride. O limitless infinity who rescues us from the prison of death and time. O matchless energy, blasting the barnacles of soul disease that shackle the fledgling spirit of man. O unknowable one, who seeks that men know him and bestows the gift of the ability to do so at the same time. O vast eternal Father, who gathers the fatherless masses to his bosom. O magnificent grace, who draws us, who leads us, who empowers us, and who transforms us into his own omnipotent image. O sweet mystery of divine love, thou art wondrous fair. He is the one who loves you. He is the one who gave himself for you. And the Father is the one who gave the Son. And all of them are unimaginable light to shine into the darkness of our hearts, to shine into the darkness of this present world, to shine into the chaos that man has made of God's beautiful creation. He is the bright morning star, and he is the hope of the world. And every day of our lives when we know him, we celebrate him. So let's celebrate him together and give him the gifts of our time and our worship and our prayers and our communion, to have communion with this unimaginable light is the greatest gift we could ever desire to have. Worship Him, the Messiah, the bright 
and Morning Star, the hope of the world.